Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This is the Bill Squire Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bill Squire Show. I'm here with my buddy, Galena Ravina, who is originally from the Cleveland area, but she's been out in L.A. for a few years now doing stand-up comedy and recently has become a surfer girl. (laughs) Hi, Bill. Thank you for having me. Surfer girl is an exaggeration. Yeah. (laughs) I know you just started uh, this summer. Uh, What made you want to get on a board and how's it going? Well, I've gone twice now, and it was not even really my choice. I just have a couple friends that moved directly across from the beach and got really into surfing and promised me they'd make sure I didn't die if I went with them. So I was like, you know what? Sounds good. Well, that's awesome. I've, I've always wanted to do it, but I never have. I haven't spent a lot of time at, uh, by oceans. So uh, is, it, is it as hard as it looks? Yes and no. I haven't actually tried standing up yet. So I've gone twice. And the first time I went, I figured out how to paddle out. And I figured out how to hop onto the board so that I'm sitting on it and not getting just like hurled over by every single wave. Um, So all I've been trying to do the two times that I've gone is just to ride the wave laying down without being knocked off of it. And I'm not very good at that right now. I only have like a 50% ratio of not being thrown into the water off of my board. Oh, well, I mean, time will get you better. And it seems like, uh, it's, you know, with the way 2020 is going, the way 2021 is going, you'll have plenty of time to get out to the beach and, and go, uh, surfing. Yeah. I've got nothing but time. Uh, so how have things been out in LA doing during all of this? Cause I know that you guys are still pretty like, is the lockdown still going on out there or like the, the quarantine and stuff? It's still pretty locked down. Um, comedy clubs are not operating yet. Not really. Um, they're starting to do some patio shows at the comedy store where the comedian will be inside behind the glass and they're having people be on the patio. None of the restaurants are open inside. Still can't get... I think hair salons just started taking maybe 25% capacity. But nothing feels super safe to me, at least, because I'm one of these people that has Citizen app and I keep track of all the numbers and everything. And we're still getting about 1,500 new infections a day just for Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah, I think uh, the numbers are going up everywhere. But everybody like in the Midwest, people just seem to be like, eh, whatever. It is what it is. We're just going to go about our lives. Because, I mean, they're doing shows and stuff uh, at Hilarities, but they're doing a very good job of distancing and they have a state-of-the-art uh hvac system where it's bringing 
fresh air from outside in and then it there's an exhaust system so it's not recirculating the same air the whole show it's is constantly bringing in fresh air and and then removing it at the same time so so, that's so nice i mean count on hilarities to do everything proper even a quarantine yeah. like we got it yeah it's been nice to be able to to go and do shows there because like even like the, the, i mean there's bars open and there there's some people doing like bar shows and stuff like that and i don't feel super comfortable going to those but mm-hmm. the uh and if i i have gone to a few of them i don't want to act like i haven't but i i'm like masked up the whole time i'm in there and like i think most everybody is like even when you don't have to be wearing a mask i think everybody's pretty considerate and they're 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 wearing their masks and they're distancing and and that's nice to see that's good to hear because i mean i'm still obviously in touch with a lot of people that live in cleveland and Hmm. i don't think my family necessarily takes it as seriously as i would like them to especially considering how high risk they are right um they still hang out with their friends like everything's fine and i'm like why do i gotta be the parent all of a sudden, why do I have to lecture you guys about like, hey, stop hanging out with your friends, stop being irresponsible? <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely been a shift where the like everything like we were. Uh, you're you're a little bit younger than me, but I feel like it started around my generation where the helicopter parent was more of a thing. Where there's like, oh, you're gonna get kidnapped if you go here, and you're these. Mm-hmm. Our parents were so scared of all these things happening to us when we were young and now that we're afraid now there's something that's harming them in their demographic and it's more harmful to them and they're like ah we'll be fine and it's like what are you talking about like you you raised us to have anxiety and then you're mad at us for it yeah and with my family i think them being um from soviet russia factors into it too because they're like oh coronavirus we did chernobyl we'll be fine Oh, that's uh, when did they come over? Ninety five. Okay, so ninety four. So you, I was alive already. I was five at the time, so I have a little bit of Russia. that radiation in me too. Yeah, I was. We, I was born in Ukraine, and then okay, my family's from like various. Some of them are from Ukraine. My dad's from Belarus. So just a lot of like different Soviet states that are now their own countries. Mm-hmm. What do you remember from? your time over there like is there anything that like stands out any particular memory of the ukraine that is like oh that's yeah like that yeah that was very russian or that was very ukrainian yeah uh all of my memories from ukraine are just trauma which seems fitting (laughs) i remember being traumatized by i think it was a tornado something of the sort like a lot of their um grocery shopping was just farmer's market style where it was all outside and i remember my mom dragging me home forcefully from one of these uh farmer's markets because there was a tornado coming and my dad was outside this is this is how they used to clean rugs this is so ridiculous and so soviet russia but they would take a rug out of the apartment and they would string it on like a clothesline and then they would beat dust off of it with a fly swatter looking thing yeah. So I have a very distinct memory of my dad having to like pull that off the thing, the um, line, and then bringing it inside. And then I remember a lot of lightning. I remember them throwing away a favorite pair of shoes of mine when we were like on the train coming to America. Just all things that I only talk to my therapist about now. Well, I appreciate you sharing a little bit of it <laughs> with me. Here. Um, do you know what kind of shoes they were? Because I, I, I'm kind of a shoe guy. 
So I don't oh know. yes, yeah. I'll tell you, they were sparkly red shoes, very uh, Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz style. Oh, cute! That's mm-hmm. nice. So you you guys you came over here five years old. I imagine you do you have to learn English when you got here, like? Yeah, I mean, I think they knew a little bit of conversational English just from whatever education they got, because I think most countries are forced to learn English. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know any though, but being that I was five years old, I mean, when you're that age, you just pick up language like a freaking sponge. And we had moved here. Um, let's see, it was April. So by the time I started school, I started going to Mayfield back in the day. <laughs> I spoke fluent English. I don't even remember having trouble learning it or anything. I remember watching like Nickelodeon that summer and just absorbing it. And by the time I started school, I was fluent. Did you have like a little five-year-old Russian accent or did you sound pretty American because you learned it from Americans? Yeah, I had no accent whatsoever. I think once you're past maybe the ages of like eight or nine, you're more prone to having an accent. But again, when you're that young, you just soak everything up so well. When I was in sixth grade, there was a a student that moved here from, he moved to Medina where I grew up and uh, he moved from the Ukraine. And uh, he like, you know, he was at that age now, I think you're 11 or 12 when you're in sixth grade. So he was learning English as a second language and it did not come as easy. And it like, everybody was really nice and accommodating to him, but it was just like, you could see the frustration on his face. Like when he was trying to communicate with people and it like, like they, he, he just didn't have the words for it yet. And it was just so, I couldn't even imagine going through something like that as a child where you, I mean, it's one thing when you're a kid to move right to a different city and go to a different school but go to another country and then not be able to communicate with people had to just be so overwhelming. And he handled it like a champ, honestly. That's amazing. I know it's such like, that's a vulnerable age too, as if you're not going through enough as an 11 year old than to have to learn a new language. And you're like, I I can't speak English and I'm getting boners and I don't know what to tell people. Right. And you're like starting middle school, which is like the worst time to be in school because everybody's mean. So I was actually shocked at how nice everybody like everybody was really really nice to the kid overall like there was some like you know kids that were kind of jerks that would like make fun of him for not being able to speak English but those kids were shamed pretty quickly and I'm yeah I'm kind of proud of everybody being like hey this is a kid that's here and is having a hard time and uh you know we need to make him feel you know and and I'm that's my point of view of it I he may have felt a different way he may have been like oh yeah everybody actually sucked and i hated the whole time but i feel like he was uh, pretty well taken care of don't you well that's good i think that i don't know i guess i was well taken care of but who's to say at five years old it's not like i took in that much of my environment yeah you're just like yeah i'm just gonna and like you said you're watching nickelodeon and you're like hey this ain't so bad yeah (laughs) i wish i could still do that Mm -hmm. so i've noticed you have been very active during all this, uh, you, you, you know, you're educated about coronavirus and everything like that, but you're also very socially active when it comes to Black Lives Matter and uh, just women's rights. And there's no shortage of things to talk about. And uh, I imagine your parents have more conservative views similar to mine. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's got to be a huge, hugely frustrating situation where, you know, rights of human beings are 
being threatened to take away because of this, uh, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away and stuff like that. And them just being like, Hmm, I guess, uh, I guess they'll just take their rights. You know, no more gay marriage and no more abortion. Yeah. It's hard to try to communicate about that kind of stuff with my family. And I'm like, those are the really the only set of people in my life that I have any sort of influence over because they'll listen to me without judgment, without right. being mad. So I do try, but like going back to their upbringing in Soviet Russia, it's like, they grew up on propaganda. They're not the types of people like our generation where we're actually going to go out of our way to maybe Google things and mm-hmm. maybe listen to like a whole diverse set of news and whatever. Cause like I'll listen to a lot of podcasts for news. I'll read different, I'll read the New York times. I'll read reputable sources. Right. Whereas I think they just will pop down in front of the TV and just take whatever's on the TV at face value, which more than anything like CNN and Fox and, and, and all the things that you're sitting down to watch, like they're just saying what their advertisers are okay with them saying. They're not consuming firsthand experiences the way that we are on like Instagram and Twitter and TikTok, even where you can actually hear from people that are experiencing yeah, the injustices firsthand. They don't play that kind of thing on the news. Everything on the news is like, how can we sell you Tide Pods? Right. And that's, that's, I think a very important thing. And that's, kind of shows the humanity of the situation especially a movement like black lives matter where they're getting a filtered version of it through the news through whether it's fox news or cnn it is very filtered and even if it has a bias one way or another they're trying to show you that whereas when you can go on twitter and instagram and see people you know at ground level telling their story and like talking about what what's going on and, and how they're uh just dealing with the whole situation, I think that's way more powerful, but I don't think they, ha- they have the access to that. And that it's, it's hard for them to understand that there's, you know, other ways to, to get news now and, and get, you know, be informed and, and just also have that empathy for people going through a tough time. I, first of all, I'm obsessed with your dog. Oh yeah. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Oh my God. Hi. This is whoopsie. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> it's like, the, I mean, if I didn't have a dog or people didn't have pets, it's like, that's the one thing of joy that I can just come home and look at my dog and be like, Oh my God, you don't know that any of this is happening. I'm so uh-huh. jealous of you. And I love you so much for your innocence. Jeez. But yeah, that's so important. Like our parents and that generation as a whole, they're not used to going to social media for their information. They're not used to just watching firsthand accounts. Like all they've known is the commercialized and the produced and overproduced versions of stories that they get. Yeah. So for them, that's like, they just take it at face value. And, And one thing that I'm very careful about is not having those immediate reactions, because obviously when you see something like, uh, Jacob, uh, who's like Jacob Blake yeah when he was shot you wanted to see more and you wanted to understand exactly what happened and mm-hmm. I'm not like I like to get as much information as I can and same with you know George Floyd when you watch the whole video and you see how it was not being de-escalated but continue they continue to, to go after him and just I don't know it's it's very disconcerting and then I don't I don't understand how they see the things like that and then don't understand and don't have any questions about why 
people are upset right now and why people and and they get they get so upset over broken windows and not right. human lives and and then you 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 know kind of have to explain like um Brianna Taylor is probably the the most upsetting one of all uh-huh. she's just sleeping and she gets killed and people try to twist it one way or another and even you know we're talking to my dad who's a very conservative guy I'm like you are so against government oppression until it happens to a black person then you seem to be so okay with it like you you watch all these videos about how the FBI overstepped when they you know Waco Texas and David Koresh and all that stuff and you were so like loud about that back in the 90s why are you so blasé and so okay with a cop killing someone that was sleeping Right. And that is so heartbreaking. And at the same time, I don't want to paint all of our relatives, you know, in a bad light because they just completely had a different upbringing and different access to information than we did. But I think at least my own theory, um, I'm like super into therapy and 12 step stuff and like working on yourself and and reading self-help books. And I think what I get from a lot of that is that they did the best they could with the resources that they were given. And obviously they were raised at a time where it was like nothing but racism. I mean, none of these conversations were being had when our parents were our age even. And And I think a lot of them, um, mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're kind of raised in this society where it was okay to like stack rank yourself mm-hmm. against people to feel better about whatever your own situation in your life is. Like, for example, I've got a friend and her mom lives in Cleveland and her mom puts such ridiculous things on Facebook. I mean, she's very pro-Trump. She's very conservative. I had to mute her, and it sucks because this is like a close family friend where I'm like, okay, I can't write you off, and I can't color you as this villain, but your ways of thinking are so off to where if she's not entirely happy with the circumstances of her life, she can look at a Black person and be like, at least my life is better than this person's life and get almost some sort of sense of calm of like being able to stack rank themselves. And I think that that's a lot of racism is I'm not happy in my life. Where can I put my pain? Like, what can I push it off onto so that I can feel better about my own shit instead of just working on your own shit. Right. And, and, and having that scapegoat and that blame to be able to assign to someone else and be like, Oh, you know, if they would just act this way or be like that, a lot of the, these problems they're bringing on themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. I blocked my dad on Facebook because I couldn't stand what he was doing anymore. Like he's, he's, and he's not even a Trump guy, but he's always been kind of a conspiracy theorist and he's very, very, uh, 
right-leaning, more libertarian, I would say, than uh, Republican, but just really like climate change denier and stuff like that. And it, I was just like, I can't, I'm not going to let you bait people. Like, I'm not going to be a part of it. And so yeah. I, I've, I've blocked him uh, on Facebook. And like, it's we get so along. dangerous that they're so into Facebook and they just yeah. spread, like, they will spread things without even clicking to read what it is that they're sharing, what it is that they're reposting on somebody else's page. And that's what I'm talking about where like when I, when something breaks and something's going on, I want to read multiple sources and, and get a pretty clear wide picture of what happened versus immediately start sharing something uh, just because of the title. And I think, yeah. I think more people young and old need to do that. I think people need to fact check and like have their own kind of bullshit meter going to figure out what the actual story is and, and, and really try and get to the, the truth of the matter rather than just go with the, the, you know, with what they're feeding you. A thousand percent. And I think a lot of it too, like, I don't subscribe to really any conspiracy theorists, but when I look at people who are really into sharing all sorts of weird conspiracies, like, especially right now about the pandemic and Mm -hmm. I I mean, the amount of things that I've seen, I I can't even like pick one that makes me more angry than the others. But to me, it sounds so sad for you to be the type of person that believes that like every scientist is against you. Every doctor is against you. It's like, who hurt you? Why would the whole science community lie to you? What possible motivation do they have to lie about a virus or to lie about the shape of the world or, you know what I mean? Like people who (laughs) subscribe to flat earth, that's one of the silliest ones. It's like, what possible logic is there behind everybody lying for hundreds of years? Why? Yeah. And I was reading about the reason there are conspiracy theorists and, and like why it's blowing up right now is because during times of unrest like this, it gives them a sense of control and a sense of calm. So it's, it's them their way of doing therapy is like, of course, are things crazy? Look at this, you know, and they, they latch onto these theories to help, you know, kind of cope with the, the fact that they don't really have any control in these situations. And my dad, like I said, is a climate change denier. And, you know, he'll, he'll always reference this book that's like 25 years old and be like, well, this guy, you know, makes all these points that, you know, tears climate change to threads. I'm like, yeah, but that's one book by one guy that isn't even like no other scientist agrees with him. So why would these thousands of other scientists be wrong? But this guy, because he is saying what you want to hear, he happens to be right. Like you're, how are you? You've always been right, dad. You, that's yeah. impossible. Right. I mean, hey, listen, I'll be the first one to admit I have control issues too. And that's something that I have to fight with every single day to be like, Galena, you know what? (laughs) You can only control yourself and your reactions to other people. There is never a version of the world where I get to control what anybody else says or does. But there have to be healthier routes to anesthetize your pain instead of trying to do it that way. It's like, we have exercise, we have meditation we have therapy we have doing something that you enjoy let's say you like going for walks or you like playing sports there are otherwise like other sources of anesthetizing yourself and feeling better and feeling like you have control and how are you deciding that the best way to think that you have control is by like getting on the internet and being like vaccines don't work like yes they do come on we already answered the question and then there's also the community aspect of it where they get to meet other people and, and you know they build friendships over 
these mm-hmm. situations. Like my dad will, you know, he's he's got people on his Facebook that agree with him. So like they'll they'll all like pat each other on the back and share each other's material and just like, what do you, I don't even know what's going on here. Um, Confirmation bias. Yeah, I feel like uh, you said that you're into self help and twelve step programs. Have you are you sober now? No, I'm not. I just have a lot of people around me that are in it. So I've like read the literature and I hear about it all the time. And I've, um, I'm starting to do Al-Anon, which is for like family members of alcoholics. And so, I mean, I'm not a big drinker. I don't necessarily think that I've ever had an issue with addiction, but I'm really into, and that's actually a big part of it is a lot of what works with 12 step programs. What I've seen for people is that they get that sense of community out of it. And for me, that's always been like the comedy community has been my place where I feel like I belong and I can find people that, you know, make me feel at home and make me feel heard and understood. And like, everybody needs that. Everybody needs that sense of community. And there's just so many healthier ways to find that community than on the internet over nonsense. Right. And it's, and it can be over nonsense, but it doesn't have to be over destructive nonsense. Yes. Like if you want to get into a, you know, a group that is just really into Star Trek or something like that, sure. it's out there for you. So there's so many positive ways you can find a community online and, and have that, that sense of belonging. But it's weird that people go in such negative directions. And, you know, you see it like the negativity that is just overwhelmingly rampant on the internet is very disconcerting at times because of just how people will search out things that they want to hate. They really do. Well, it's like, Oh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's what they say. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that people aren't going out of their way to find communities that are healthy and that are productive and not, it doesn't even have to be productive like by healthy, I mean, oh, you love a TV show or you have a hobby or something mm-hmm. silly. Like go out and find your people. Like, right. please go find your people, but and be conscious people. of what people you're finding. Yeah. And find your people. And also what, like when you find your people, it doesn't have to be so negative. And like, I mean, cause you can even go to like, you can be a star Wars fan and then still be completely and totally toxic because you take it so serious and they, you know, go in directions that you don't like. And then you ruin these actors lives and careers because you didn't like the fact that, uh, the Asian girl in last Jedi didn't fit the type that you wanted. Right. It's just, it's wild how just, I don't know, people, their, their negativity fuels them. And I, I've never been that kind of a person. Like it's, it's always been like, Hey, look at the bright side of things and, and try and be more positive. So when you meet those people, they're just so draining to be around. And it's, it's like, I, I, I feel for them though. Like I want them to be happier, yeah. but I, I don't get, get how they are. So like that, whether it's good or bad, they just want a reaction. And, and it's really, uh, it's really unhealthy. Those people are in a lot of pain and they don't want to work through it mm-hmm. and they don't want to move through it in a, constructive way uh they just want to go ahead and put it on somebody else make right. somebody else feel it for a minute this has been a nice little therapy uh edition of the podcast. <laughs> i can tell you've been doing a lot of therapy because I've, I've done therapy I for, for years yeah. and uh okay and it's one of those things where when you first start going you're like i don't even know why this 
like this is stupid and then you like open your mind to it and you just keep going and you go okay wow wow and like you see how far you've come like i've i've just the people pleasing was probably my biggest problem at mm-hmm. one point in my life where i would just do whatever i had to do to like please the people that like were most important to me and i'd put myself back but then lash out in really selfish ways as like like be like well i did all these nice things so now i can do the selfish thing and instead of just like having a balance it was just really destructive yeah i do a lot of that too um i identify as codependent with that kind of thing where i'm like oh i just need everybody to be okay about everything and then it's like yeah but i have to check in with me and make sure i'm okay too and just because i'm aware that that's what the problem is and that's what i need to work on does not like please don't think i (laughs) I'm this highly evolved person. It is a constant fucking struggle and it is a constant work in progress. Yeah. And and everybody going through, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people got real depressed during quarantine and and Mm -hmm. 2020 has been a very depressing year and having already kind of been through that. I'm like, Oh yeah, I recognize it. Like my girlfriend had a very, very difficult time because she didn't work for like three months and that, and she was someone that would work two jobs and would work herself to the bone and then that all went away and she just fell into a real dark depression and it's so nice to see her on the other side of that and have like taken the steps to get through it and uh i just it's one of those things where i was so happy that i already had some coping skills to get through that okay and luckily my dog was one of them because having that dog like her being a puppy when i you know forced myself to go out for walks not just like sit in my apartment and rot it's so important to get outside. I mean, that's huge. Like people really underestimate how vital it is to like, I mean, I would not call LA fresh air, but it still makes such a difference to me when I just like remember to walk a little bit, even if it's just something as small as like parking further away from the target and then having Mm -hmm. a longer walk, like it just will completely change my mindset. You got to move your body too. I mean, that's so critical to like, not just sit in one spot and be on your phone all day. Because when I do that, guess what? I feel depressed too. Like I've never been a person that struggled with depression necessarily, maybe only situational depression. Yeah. But this pandemic has been so hard for me because a lot of my outlets are gone. Mm-hmm. Like comedy has basically been non-existing for me in LA. I mean, I've done zoom shows, but there's, you know, that's not the same. And those are so depressing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those are different kind of depressing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got really into like my shoe uh, collecting. It's very off. impressive. I see yeah, it's listen. It better <laughs> because I spent way too much money on it, but it's it's pretty good. And that that was a nice thing to learn about and, and kind of figure out my way through the sneaker culture during during all this. But then also, just like you said, getting outside and moving has been so critical because. It's not like there's so many different facets to it. The air is different. The, you know, moving your body, you're going to get endorphins from that. You're getting vitamin D from the sun. And it's just, and then also just seeing things and experiencing things and being able to put down your phone and let, you know, the world just be happening around you. It's, it's very nice. And so I've, I've been, you know, and then having goals, like I like having goals to, to, you know, try and get to 10,000 steps or 15,000 steps. And then, count your calories and all these different things that you know you can you can use those as markers and be like oh of course i'm gonna be depressed i didn't walk this week and i overate so that's gonna make me really sad so if you can kind of keep track of that stuff you're gonna have a better idea of you know 
how you're doing. Oh, a thousand percent. And uh, it's really important that you bring up goal setting because when we're missing our outlets and when things are shut down and we can't go out because of the pandemic and things like that, like those going out, at least if you're having a good time when you're out, releases endorphins and gets you like those hits of dopamine that you need yeah. that you you get from like making eye contact with people mm-hmm. you have to then create your own situations because if you goal set and you reach a goal even if it's something super tiny you're still going to get a dopamine hit off of that right. so you have to cheat and you have to like create other ways of getting those dopamine hits so you can like stay feeling chemically okay yeah and like that's one of those things where you, you see everybody's got their own different way of doing it mary who is, uh, you know, she, she's a year and a half sober now and she's got to, you know, she, she's put those goals in place, like on a daily basis where like, oh, I'm going to eat this, you know, I'm going to film myself making it, have fun doing it and mm-hmm. use those little things to get those little dopamine hits, like you said. And, you know, for me, it's been this podcast, starting this podcast a few weeks ago, a few months ago, uh, has been nice because I like the challenge of it. And every time I, I get an episode up, you get that sense of accomplishment. Like even if it's not the most popular podcast, that's not as important as just continuing, continuing the creative process and being able to create things and learn from it and get better at it. And so that's been really uh, positive for me. Um, so for you, you've been doing stand up. I want to say five years or six years now. Yeah, it's going to be six years, but I don't know whether this year counts or not. Yeah. Well, we'll go five, five or six years, whatever it is. Yeah. But uh, how did you get into it? And like, what made you want to do stand-up? Completely accidentally, which I feel bad that that's the story because it's something I'm so passionate about. But here's what happened. I (laughs) turned 25 and had a quarter-life crisis, which is so dramatic. But admittedly, that's what happened. I thought I wanted to be like a real estate mogul. I moved out to L.A., right after college. And I ended up getting stuck in an office job where I worked in a cubicle, which for the longest time had been truly my nightmare. And that's what ended up happening. And I just had no sense of direction at all. I didn't know that stand-up was even an option. And one night my friend had free tickets to go to the comedy store and watch a show. And it was going to be our pregame before we went out to the bars. And I'm sitting there in the original room, like first or second row, I had never heard of the entire lineup, even though a lot of them were really successful. I just had never been into stand-up. I only knew household names. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there taking it in and having such a great time. And just like at some point throughout the night, it clicked. I was like, this is a job. I want this job. (laughs) So um, in true fashion, I'm very left-brained. I'm not like this naturally inclined, super creative person. Like I like mathematics. I like the... um, fact that I can figure out a joke through word math like that really appeals to me <laughs> to me I'm like oh a joke is an equation and I can figure it yeah, out yeah there's a formula to it yeah yeah that, so I that, like is, that, that part of it that is one of the, my favorite things is is that word placement the timing that goes into it the structure all that stuff and then how you can you know it, and it's almost like a magic trick too where you don't want to reveal anything too soon you want to do some misdirection so the punchline hits hard. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. 
based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, in, in just that, you know, I'm not a very mathematical, but that that process is so enjoyable and so satisfying. So when you get a joke to hit, it's just absolutely there's no rush like it. Yeah, absolutely. And so I started doing research right away. I was like watching all these YouTube videos of, of people doing sets. And I think I read the, um, uh, was it Judy, Judy gold? Is that right? Who was the, yeah, yeah I read that book. Um, and then I started doing open mics. It was at the end of the year, 2014. And like the very first time I ever did stand up, I bombed so hard for the entire five minutes and I got one laugh at the end and I just got hooked. It was like how they describe a heroin addiction where I'm like, holy shit, I just made these people laugh after standing up here, getting stared at for five minutes. And that was it. I was hooked and I started getting up. I mean, literally every night I did 365 sets in 2015. That's awesome. Uh, So when everything gets back to normal, do you have anything, you know, that was in the works stand-up wise with touring or anything like that? Yeah. Um, I had been excited to do more traveling this year. I had, you know, a lot of things that were supposed to come up where I was going to have a much busier year than my previous years. Um, I think I was supposed to do EDC in Vegas like that. I mean, it wasn't inked but there was a lot of talk of it. There was yeah. back and forth. Like you pass this round of this, you pass that round. And then when it got canceled, they were still reaching out to me saying, Hey, we might still have it in October. Are you still in? Mm-hmm. And then it became apparent to me before it became apparent to them that like, there's not going to be anything of yeah. that magnitude for at least probably another year or two. Um, yeah. So I knew it was off the table, but before that I had been super excited to go. What was it? EDC, um, Electric Daisy Carnival, it's okay. this festival in Vegas where it's like all EDM artists. I don't really know why they would even have stand-up at it, but I know that they had stand-up at like Warp Tour and that they had yeah. stand-up at, I don't know, Lollapalooza, but like they, they do it at music festivals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds so great, even if nobody's there for stand-up, just the fact that I get to go as a comedian, as like an artist and enjoy it because I actually went in 2012 like just for fun and it was awesome and the the prospect like there's something so nostalgic about being able to work as a comic at a thing that you went to before and really enjoyed I actually experienced that in Cleveland too I think it was maybe one of the or I forget I got to do a show at the grog shop and like I grew up going to shows there and I was like this is so magical that I'm on this stage when I was like 14 with braces like bopping in the audience having the time of my life it's um i i've done a couple of festival shows like that like music festivals like uh rock on the range i've performed at a bunch of times and now it's called sonic temple uh and that's so much fun Be- and you get a good audience there because mm-hmm. yeah you know they'll usually get some good names but then they'll also uh people will need a break from the 
all the other madness. So usually those are a nice place to just have a seat and, you know, sit down and just kind of switch gears a little bit while, and so those, those com- uh, comedy tents at vessels are a lot of fun. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. Uh, what, where can people find you on Instagram and Twitter? Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am Fem Galina on both T-H-U-M-B, Galina, G-A-L-I-N-A. And uh, hopefully I'm, I'm in the works of actually starting my own podcast. So I'll have to have you on that once I get it going. All right. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Hello. Let's try again. I'm back, bitches. What the fuck is up? My girlfriend's back. She broke up with me a little while ago. And then we got back together. We had feelings. We talked about it. We have to make this a short one because the first one. We talked about a lot of things. And it was very funny. And it did not get recorded because of problems. Cheers. Cheers. All right. What? This is a shot of Everclear. It's not. What is it? Don't sniff it, but guess again. The Everclear is gone. Everclear's gone? As far as I know. I, I know as the bottle's my, in there. As far okay. as my nose knows. Don't sniff it! You said sniff it. I said don't sniff it. Oh, oh, I know what this is. Cheers to our first date. Cheers to our first date. Oh my god, it's terrible! I got 99 bananas, but my bitch ain't one. I'm a 99 of them! <laughs> we had 100 bananas on our first date. Oh, that was our first date. I won. Yeah, it was. I won that year. That was our first date. Was was it Polar Blast 2019. Battle? Twenty nineteen. She came with me on the bus. You asked me, and I said, mm, "I don't know." And, and said, then you're like, "Are you sure it'll be fun?" And then I was like, "Well, I have that day off." You have that day off, and then you brought uh, a <laughs> flask that's. Shaped like a banana, and you filled it with 99 bananas, so we had 100 can, bananas. Can we hold on that subject for a moment? Yes, I'm wearing sunglasses because my eyes fucked up, and then you are wearing sunglasses in solidarity, because and I, you found these ones. Because I found these, because we were looking Those are for the Elton John ones. A, a cord. I love Elton John. Me too. Um, side note. Um, this un- is going to be all over the place. Unside note. <laughs> what? You burped, and then we stopped talking. See, people that are watching will know that I burped. People that are listening thought you burped for a little bit. Why did I buy 99 bananas? You told me to I told buy- you to buy 99 bananas, so we had 100 bananas. Uh, okay, here we go. You told me to buy 99 bananas, and then I told you that for Christmas, I asked my mom to buy me a flask because, hi, hello, alcoholic. Anyone else out there? Me. I asked her for a flask. And a spice grinder, because I cook for a living. So I'm thinking of, like, a fucking, a fucking, like, fancy-ass coffee bean grinder, peppercorn grinder, cinnamon stick grinder, like, one that you plug in that you just push the button and it goes, and it crushes stuff. No. So instead, my mom buys me a weed grinder and two flasks for Christmas. One of them shaped like a banana. The other one, holographic tie-dye. Our moms are very different. Moms are very different. So, but you he, think my mom's funny? My mom is hilarious on accident. Mm-hmm. My mom's hilarious passive aggressively. <laughs> so she buys me two <laughs> flasks, and I pick out the rainbow one because I'm a hippie, and then she buys me this banana one because I pick. I look at it and I was like, "This one's fucking 
hilarious. And Bill's like, buy something like, I don't know, 99 bananas to bring on the bus to the Polar Blast. I'm like, hi, I don't know anybody. So, like, you saying 99 bananas, like, I'm going to buy what you told me to buy. So I did, and I put in this banana flask. So Which made it 100 bananas. One, I don't know huh? why I wanted 99 bananas, but I, I feel like it was tied into that banana 100 flask. 100 bananas. 100 I th- bananas. I think I told you I had the banana flask before you told me what yeah, to get. Yeah, I think the 99 bananas was tied to you telling me that you had the banana flask. Hence, get 99 bananas, then you drink it out of a banana flask. 100 bananas. Okay, also, this is the 99 bananas from 2020. February, not yeah, not 2019, because we, yeah. we murdered that one. Like Murdered that one. This one's lasted for a while, because we have not we've been, uh, been up on the 99 bananas. But we've been doing bad we, at banana shots. But we've been doing lots of other drinking, which is why we sound the way we sound tonight. Anyway, she broke up with me a few months ago. We got back together. We talked about all our feelings, and it did not get expressed because of it didn't get recorded. <laughs> what do you want to absolutely say about that other than you're mean um i'm a cunty ass bitch no you you said no, one thing no. that i think you're absolutely right about what did i say for, overall it was for the best okay yeah overall it was for the best whether i m- had that intention in the beginning or not but like it forces to talk about things that we need to talk about and then we putting- opened up lines about our communication and then uh, we like, putting me in an uncomfortable situation will bring out weird parts of me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like talking about my feelings. I don't like recognizing them, and I just like shoving them in a corner in a closet and pretending like they don't exist. Exist like clothes I don't wear for twenty five years, or things that I just have in my closet or studio. Oh, prime example. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're kind of relatable. We're both Aquarius. Do you know? Did, did you know the stars said that we're both uh, Aquarius? You know the stars that said... Uh, Fuck me? Yeah, I do. All right. <laughs> Should we just start talking about our sex? Oh, I, um... So we got back together, and we have good sex. Wait, please hold. Okay, talk okay, about so we, we broke up. You broke up with me. I broke up with you because I was freaking out about X, Y, Z, A, B, C, Q, R, P squared. And I'm not exaggerating. Excuse me, so fuck you for thinking so. Um... And then we talked about it. We had a formal dinner. And by formal, I meant we're going to dress up and we're going to have a nice dinner together. And this young man understood me and my layers just like a Shrek. Like, okay, you said formal. We're going to have a nice dinner. We're going to dress nicely. You dress much nicer than I did. Yeah, well, I'm kind of slut. Well, you dress slutty and I dress nice. Nice for me. I want nice for you. Welcome. And we talked about things, and it did get better. And now I feel like we're in a very good place, and we have good sex. And now that was never not a thing. That was never not a thing. Yeah, that was that was always a good thing. It was mostly we just had to figure out scheduling and communication and things like that. Scheduling, communication, expectations, blah blah blah, like mm-hmm. the things that nobody ever wants to talk about in a relationship. They're like so fucking important. Then it's dumb and stupid. I was willing to talk about him the whole time. Shut up. She's the one that has issues. Yeah, I'm aware. And I was like, hey, let's talk about these issues. And she's like, I don't want to. But then we did. After she broke up with me. 
But, we got back together, but... Wait. When? Wait. Let me tell wait. them why I wanted to get back together with you. Oh, why? So, I was very hurt by the whole breakup. I was devastated. And I was ready to write her off. But then I had an emergency situation happen in my condo. And she showed up on the spot ready to help me. And that meant a lot to me. And it reopened the lines of communication, which had been reopened already. But it just started things back and and it kind of alleviated some uh stress between the two of us and helped us start talking about things and she started and and one of my big things that i told people when you were not around is like i need her to come to a realization like i'm i told him i'm open to being with you again but you oh whoopsie (laughs) i said you have to be open you have to you have to figure out what you need for yourself. I can't tell you what you need. You said specifically on the radio that you did not want to get back together with me. But that's different than the radio's not real life. It's part of your life. It's part of my life, but it's not everything. Because what I say on the radio like I might feel a different way and never get to say it on the radio. But why? Because one like when I said that I may have meant it, but when you sounded like you meant it because well, because when you my job. Let's do the mic. Sorry, I want to get I want to be comfortable. Yeah, well, um, you have to make the listeners comfortable. Are you fucking comfortable now? Not anymore. <sighs> Screamed at him. So anyway, yes, I may have said that, but I was that was tough guy bill just trying to like be like yeah i, I can't do because I, I was hurt like i like and, and when i said that i probably meant it but as the week went on and then you showed up when i my apartment flooded and you were there to help me and be there for me and take care of me i was like oh I was yeah never not there for you i, I know don't think i know but you were also but you also hurt me a lot and then i saw how like that helped me understand how much you meant to me, and so then we were able to get back together. Does it, did it. that help you understand how much that you mean to me? Yes, it did. Okay, it did. Okay, that was a glasses off thing for just the listeners. I I'm wearing sunglasses because my eyes all fucked up, but I'll just take them off. Now. But like that that was a very if if there's not a really good way to break down that whole week because. It was brutal. It was a brutal week. It was a brutal week, and it was a brutal weekend because I work in the restaurant industry, and I usually work Friday, Saturday, and Mm -hmm. work close Sunday, so you and I would spend Sundays together. Yeah. But that particular week, my best friend was back in town from having a summer out in Oregon with her mans, so I spent the entire weekend at her house. Right. Which I had, like, knew you were going to do. You knew that was going to happen. But you were also used to me being gone all weekend. Mm -hmm. And in me, in my head, I'm just like, okay, so it's Friday at fucking 4.30. Usually I'm freaking out about X, Y, and Z and how much cheese we fucking have. (laughs) 
And instead, I'm just like, what did I say to Bill? Does he still like me? I didn't talk to her for five whole days. weekend. Dude. Five days. Was it five days? Five days. And that's pretty good. Hi, I'm a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Um, five days. That's a lot of days not to talk to you. Five days. Well, and it was Thursday. That's when you broke up with me. Thursday so, night. So, but last time I talked to you was Friday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then I didn't text you till Tuesday or Wednesday. We can look back, but I don't remember. But I feel I, like it was earlier than five days. I think it was four days. Um, I, mm, I think All right, maybe it was five I days. I think it was five days. Whatever, but I had to be strong. I'm a fucking... You broke up with me. I know, and I'm a weak bitch. But anyway, it all came back together. We got together. We're better than ever. We're very happy. Mm-hmm. We had a threesome. We're very open about who we are. And then, and uh, we were talking about this earlier. It's hard to eat pussy when you're drunk. And I said, I can do it. You're a professional. I'm just an amateur. No, here. no, no. Fight your fight. I'm an amateur. I'm, and I am, what? Pretty mediocre. That's not. Pretty okay. More. You do a, oh, your beard. Oh, okay. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? Mm, I like building you up to these things. What mm. am I good at? Okay, so excuse me, but has anyone ever heard of the song? W A P. WAP. Washington Apple Pie? No. It's no, no, wet. No. Washington Apple Pussy Pie. No, no that'd be wet. Too many peas? Too many peas. Yeah, it's okay. just. Well. Wet ass. Ass pussy just throws me off. I know, me too. I talked about that when the song came out. Well, my pussy's wet as fuck. Uh huh. And how do you know that? Because I see it on Bill's beard whenever I shove his face between my legs. But it doesn't start that way. It ends that way. It starts that way. Sometimes. What do you want me to say? Credit where credit's due. Okay, Bill, you're good at eating my fucking pussy. (laughs) Okay, this is what what you want. You wanted the noises. Well, the noise is who's the who's the noise though? Besides the dog? No, because 
All right, let's talk about my mom. Dad, is that bit. you? Uh, so <laughs> you said tonight, my mom. I have a hot mom, and I had a problem with that. And then there's other things that led to Stop that. Stop saying things that I don't remember. Well, you did say that. I remember saying it, but I don't want you to think that I remember it. Right, but uh, we talked about my mom and my dad, and the fact that he probably is not. Your as your dad good is at not it. licking your mom's pussy. <laughs> So hard to hear. <laughs> Again, this isn't the first. But time I but said that's it. why we started doing the sound because he tries to get it all done. He he is trying. He's not going to waste motions. He thinks he can get it all done in one lick. So he's just doing it as hard as he can. Wide tongue. Just wide tongue. Just one as damp as long possible. <laughs> it sounds like you're. It's like sucking a loogie back in. Right. That's how he eats pussy. (laughs) 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 You're like anti-throwing up. Stop it. Stop doing it. You want to make out? On the podcast? Right now. All right. No. (laughs) (laughs) Those noises are really getting me going. (laughs) Yeah. The way my dad eats pussy. Oh, God. Okay, don't say those words. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes... (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I forgot your dad's name until today. And what is it? Jim. Yeah. Do you know what my dad's name is? Do you? (laughs) Hello! Yes, Daddy, I do. What is it? What is it? I don't know your dad's name. Do you know my mom's name? Yes, Jennifer. But she's not in my phone as Jennifer. But ooh, what's she in your phone has? Sam's mom. Fair. I love it. Um my <laughs> But your phone your nickname is not my phone, it's Sam. Continue. Dummy grenade. Oh, cute. He loves me. <laughs> he loves me so much. I used to be fart captain, but what am I now? You used to be a fart captain, and then you moved on to sugar pants because I was super hammered, and I was like, sugar pants sounds cute. Mm-hmm. And then I got real sober, and I was like, Bill's fine. You're back to Bill. I'm just Bill? You're Bill Squire. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something about the way that your name sounds and feels in my parts. And it's on my shoes and my logo. It's a brand. You don't need a thing. I'm a brand. No, you're not. My pound cake, I'm a brand. You're not a fu- Have you heard him say, I want to watch your poop? You're not fucking Doritos. Shut <laughs> up. But did you hear him say, I want to watch your poop? Ew, no. That's, that's so funny. Anyway. You, you said you only wanted this to be 20 minutes. I, I think we're about 20 minutes. I don't. Yeah. I, this is, and this is where I say I don't want to be done again. Okay, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to talk about? Is your phone going to let us not be done? Um, Let me check it. Oh, whoopsie wants to be done. Um, excuse me, please hold. Do hold music. Please fucking hold, assholes. Fucking hold. Is this holding enough for you? Am I am I having enough profanities for you non-sensitive ear holders? Oh, yeah, let's talk about your haters. No, they just hate when I... They hate when you swear. Suck my fucking nuts. And I say that to my bosses at work on the regular. So what do you want to do, fire me? You're not getting paid. 
Get up. Grow up. No one's getting paid for this podcast. I'm doing Grow this because up, I get... love doing what I do. I'm starting to like what he does. Oh, just now? Like, personally, on my level. I like when you're on the podcast. This is the first, like, today, earlier I said when we did the, we did take one. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the first time that I feel kind of comfortable. No, you're doing great. It's like, it's fine. It's very fun. All right. What should we do now? You didn't want to stop podcasting, so you gotta, there, you gotta there, bring there, it. There was a thing. There was a thing. There was a thing. There was a thing. What was the last, what was the last, ah, that was the last thing we were talking about. Fuck. Um... <laughs> Oh, we're putting I'm, glasses back on. Glasses they're, back on. They're my thinking goggles, okay? Thinking I'm goggles. Like my mom. Dude, can we, oh my god. I want my mom to be on this podcast. All right, but I don't want to interview her. But I want her to not know that she's Can I say something? Yeah. She's a fucking psycho cunt. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say your mom is a lot. She was very mean to you the first time that she met you and she apologizes to me. Continually to this day. Well, first impressions are a thing. And I forgive her. Sit. But even when she's not that, even when she's nice, she's still a lot. I don't dislike her. I think she's sweet and she's a nice lady. She's a fucking psychopath. Well, I don't like sometimes when she's mean to you, but I see that like very rarely. But like early on, I saw more. Well,. You set more boundaries with her, and that's nice. Yes, early on you saw it more because her and I were a lot closer, and mm-hmm. her and I had like I had been living with her for a long time, and yes. then I had just moved down. Blah blah blah. My mom, exactly like my mom. They're basically twins. They are. Has your mom ever clogged your toilet? Has your mom ever told you about how many dudes she's fucking at the same time? No. Okay. I don't. Listen, you, if, if I didn't exist, I would have. I would swear my mom's a virgin. Do you know that my mom gets weed and pizza from the same guy? What kind of pizza? My mom doesn't even smoke weed. She just wants pizza? What's she do, do with the weed? Do, do you know that the guy that my mom gets pizza and weed from is the same guy who's the dad of some dude I went to high school with? Right, what so are you chewing She knows cool dudes. She's got something. My mom is a fucking crazy... Okay, you ate the ice cream. It's gone. Oh, Lick shit. the banana cup. <laughs> um, she's not licking it, for the record. She I, w- I would. You'll lick, the ba- lick my banana cup. This is a visual, and she's licking it. And it's... Pretty gross. I love her. All right. I feel like this is a good stopping point. All right. I have nothing else fun to say. You're welcome. Goodbye. I love you so much. I love you. Wait. Hold on. Please hold. Okay. Wait. Before we go, she's putting her glasses back on. What do you got to say? I'm going to say something that's going to hopefully make you laugh because we talked about it the other night. Okay. This relates to your mom. And her poop story. Okay. So, my grandpa's birthday is 4th of July. Oh, the poop story, yes. He's already happy. It's a little thing. It's in my notes. And sometimes it's the big things that makes him happy. The big thing that won't go down the toilet. The 4th of fucking July. 4th of July. What year? This year? 
No, three years ago. Okay. 2017? That's three, right? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Um, so. Saddle up, Wolf. We're at a good poop story. It's not even that good. I never said it was good. I just said it was a poop story. Let's hear the poop story. Wolfie's ready for it. At my grandpa's house. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, like, my, my grandma and my grandpa been together my entire life. My grandma is my actual grandma. My grandpa, George, he's my step-grandpa. Mm-hmm. Their house got on fire. Great, cool, awesome, whatever. So they moved to Fairview, where my grandma's mom owned a house. It's this pink house, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> Choke on the microphone. Got it. Yes, please. Um. So every 4th of July, we would always go to my grandparents, whatever. And this year, like, I've always had some weird digestive issues, whether it's in or out or whatever, just, like, moving around. It is not pleasant. I can't confirm. I confirm. Anyway. I have really smelly farts, okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> she woke me up with a fart the other day. She didn't want to admit it, but she did. Anyway. I will not take full... Ex- he did. No. It happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you need a treat? But we were at his house, and we're eating hot dogs, and it's fucking mm-hmm. 4th of July, and everybody's having chips and hot dogs and fucking hamburgers and corn on the cob, and I go to take a fucking shit in this bathroom, and he has a super flush, just like my mom's house. Yep. You know what didn't super flush? Your big shit. My regular-sized poop. Your big shit. It wasn't a big poop. It, was, it didn't flush. Regular poop's a flush. It's big shit. So, then. <laughs> so then I had to find the fucking plunger in my grandparents' bathroom. Mm-hmm. And my sister lives there, so like all her fucking makeup shit is in every cupboard you open. It's like, no foundation. That won't unclog a toilet! Um, Can you cover it up? Can you mask it? Can you make the... It was the, just foundation, not cover up. Can you make the... the no. The poop match Mm-mm. the toilet color? Not funny. If you're white enough, it is funny. I wear one ten. What do you wear? You don't, uh-huh. even, you don't even know what that means. One ten sunscreen. She's half Mexican. No, it's okay. like she's like a one fifty. Okay, fine. Huh? So I'm trying to find the fucking makeup racist. Yeah, right now, currently during my poop story, I am racist against everything because my poop. no, you're not racist. Makeup's racist. Correct. Anyway. More so, on the mic. I'm, I'm, stop yelling at me. Uh, that was a very regular suggestion for a producer of a comedy podcast. No, don't <laughs> pretend like you're sucking the microphone. Well, I Just... tried to poop, and I couldn't poop, and I had to find a fucking plunger, and I couldn't find a plunger, and it took me 25 minutes to flush my shit down my grandpa's toilet. I'm proud of you. And everyone was outside, and somebody was waiting for me outside the bathroom door. Okay. Why are you and Scott, what did you say, you said this earlier? Is, this is the transition. This is the transition. <laughs> Skyler took some incredible shits, by the way. That's my oldest daughter. She, so you said that you and her have some things in common. Okay, so. We haven't talked about this yet. We went out to dinner for a birthday situation with the whole fam. Uh-huh. This, this is my first time with the whole fam. Microphone. My first time with the whole fam. I'm sorry. I'm really bad at this. I know, but can I'm I, trying to help you. Can I can I just hold it against my body? Do you want to hold it? You can hold it. 
sounds like a lot of work, but um, this is my first time out w- w- to dinner with the whole family mm-hmm. situation. We went to hibachi. Which was great. She got sushi at the hibachi, which it's a hibachi and sushi, so it's fine. Okay, I wanted fucking raw tuna. Thank you very much. It was good. Fulfill my needs. That's all I ask of anyone ever. I try. You do. Sushi also do too. Is this <laughs> right. like a sushi do too meme? <laughs> that I need Hashtag to sushi do too. Okay. Anyway, you and Skylar have similar. So Skylar something. showed up in these like. I love Skylar, by the way. She's my oldest daughter. I love her. I don't particularly. Like her all the time. She she's fine. She's a twenty one year old kid. She and she's great, and I love her, but she makes me crazy a lot because she does the things that twenty one year olds do. She, she she's out there nuts. living her life, doing reckless shit. Not even reckless. She's not even that reckless. Not anymore. She used to be. A lot of the stuff that I have against Skylar comes from teenage Skylar. Older Skylar has been much more responsible and very very good, but. Uh, Skylar as a teenager was a... Ooh, was Anyways. A anyway, you have something in common with her, apparently. I have two things in common with her. Yes. So today, we went out to dinner for a birthday situation. Mm-hmm. And she showed up in some sparkly-ass fucking high heels. And I showed up... Boots. they boots. High heel boots. High heel boots. And I showed up in some sparkly-ass... Fucking Doc Ass Martins. So mm-hmm. both wearing sparkly ass boots. Yes, girls like sparkly things. I like boots. So that's one thing. Did you notice the purse that she was wearing? I did not. Ooh, okay. You oh, is it the? But yeah. it's the it's the multicolor thing. Yep. Yeah, it, it's the... no, because I saw when she she bought that mm-hmm. on Amazon because she it's, used it's my the, Amazon that, account. The Geo fucking backpack yeah. that I have. No, that's cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Those are two things that I'm actually very okay with, style-wise, with Skylar. Is she has, uh, like, that purse that's similar to your backpack is nice. It's literally the same brand. Yes. And, oh! Sorry. And uh, her, it's fine. It came back. And uh, her shoes are, they were cute. So that's fine. They're cute. Love ridiculous, but they're cute. Yeah, that's fine. Shut right. the fuck up, dog. All right, we got to go because the dog's taking over now. Thank you for watching and listening. Make sure you subscribe or don't subscribe. I don't care what you do. But, but don't tell anybody about this because I talk about too many things that are secrets. And if you want to see pictures of my butt, too fucking bad. The Bill Squire Show. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for.
Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details.